Hi everyone, this podcast is all about social class and offending. Now, social class and offending is one of those uh, clusters of theories where there's a lot to it. So, no dithering, let's get stuck in. Okay, what's the first thing that BTEC needs you to understand or know about? Well, what they need you to know about is what social class is. And social class, rather, we use social class as a societal hierarchy. Um, and it's dependent on things such as your income, your wealth, your education, your employment, uh, and your social networks. Now, we know that there are five social classes. And if we to look at the bottom of the rung, the um, number five, we'd have what uh, Charles Murray referred to as the social underclass. And just above them, we have the working class. And it's generally accepted that these two classes are responsible for the majority of crime. And this has certainly been the case over the past 50 years. Now, as far as BTEC concerned, they often use um, a figure of a family income of under 22,000 as denoting that you are a member of the working class. And this is done because it actually is fairly difficult to actually determine in every case which social class somebody is a member of. And when it comes to crime statistics, the only way we can work out which class somebody is a member of is again by their income. Now in terms of the types of crime that are committed by the the bottom two social classes, these are very much blue collar crimes. So they're crimes of violence, you know, offences against the person, things like assault. Uh, we've also got uh, sexual offences, drug offences, theft, robbery, burglary. Uh, pretty much every kind of crime except for white collar crime. So on top of that, we do need to know that the types of crime that the working classes and the underclass commit tend to be very heavily regulated and investigated by the police. Uh, the police, in contrast, tend not to spend as much time investigating white-collar offences such as insider trading and stock exchange fraud. Uh, and the consensus is that white-collar crimes are very much under-policed. Now, that's talking generally about the background to, to social class and the offending profile for social class. So, what are the theories? Well, the first couple of theories, or they're not even theories, they're more explanations of terms that we're going to talk about, are social deprivation and social exclusion. Now, social deprivation is where it's rather like marginalisation. People cannot fully engage with society because of um, factors such as poverty, low education. Um, so that they, because of these, they can't take part in the hobbies, education or cultural activities that most of us take for granted. Now, social exclusion is somewhat similar, but it tends to be more focused on particular groups. This is where particular groups are ostracized, ignored or excluded 
from the community they live in. So we could look at perhaps asylum seekers, trans people who are easily excluded from the community. And this means they can't really engage uh, with the community in the activities that everyone else would take for granted. Things like political, social or, or cultural activities. Okay. In terms of the actual theories we need to know, well, we need to know about marginalization. Yep, that's the same marginalization that appears in left realism and theories on race and offending. And marginalization is when you have been pushed to the fringes of society, you're lacking an agency. Um, there's seemingly little hope or chance of you um, developing and getting yourself into a much better position. So if society is not working for you, why would you follow its rules, particularly given that you will, you know, be angry and frustrated at your position within society? OK, we also need to know about rational choice theory, which puts in an appearance. Now, rational choice theory is exactly the same theory as we saw in right realism. This is where. Essentially, we work out in our minds a calculation or equation before we commit an act, and that is, is the potential profit greater than the cost if the over if the resulting reward is is a positive so that the pro potential profit is greater than the cost we are more likely to go ahead with that act but we know from right realism that different people have a different form of calculation or they give a different weighting to profit and cost so for instance if you're an alcoholic and you see the opportunity to steal £10 in which to uh, buy a, a bottle of cheap vodka, then even though it may mean, you know, you, you have an almost certain risk of detection and subsequent uh, punishment, well, that might be in days to come. And right now you're just focused on getting your hit of alcohol. So you're more likely to engage in criminal behaviour and take the risk. On top of this, we, we have another old favourite, uh, Merton's strain theory. Now, strain theory is a form of anime, and you can throw anime in uh, to social class and offending as well. But let's talk about strain theory. So if you recall, uh, Robert K. Merton examines the American dream. The American dream being that if you work your socks off, um, you could achieve pretty much anything. You can achieve those material goals of um, a large house, an expensive car, you know, exotic holidays, um, things of that nature. These material signs that show you have made it in society. And of course, we call these uh, normative goals. Now, Merton said that where the individual could not achieve these normative goals, a special form of anime occurred, uh, which he called strain. Now, you could adapt when you suffered strain or experienced it, you would adapt your behavior 
in one of five ways. And we're going to take the first two adaptations that do not result in crime. So if you are a conformist, you simply accept these normative goals, put your head down and you work towards achieving them. If you are what uh, Merton referred to as a ritualist, you will lower those goals. You will say, well, instead of the Aston Martin and the huge mansion, uh, I'm going to settle for, I don't know, a Fiat Panda and a semi-detached house. So those are the ritualists. So for conformists and ritualists, crime is an unlikely um, result of those two adaptations. The three adaptations where crime is likely to occur is for uh, innovators, retreatists, and rebels. So innovators are arguably the most commonly or frequently occurring types of uh, individuals who adapt their behavior where crime will occur. Now, innovators accept these normative goals, but they turn to what Merton called socially unapproved means of achieving them. In other words, they turn to crime. So they want the big house, they want the expensive car, the designer goods, but they turn to crime, could be drug dealing, stealing, blackmail, whatever, to get them. Now, retreatists, retreatists also reject, well, they reject normative goals and they also will commit crime, um, but they commit crime in order primarily to buy um, drugs or substances um, from which they use to retreat from society. So people who are heroin addicts or addicts of any sort or alcoholics would fall within retreatists. Uh, also what you might refer to as stoners, those people who spend all day playing computer games, uh, smoking cannabis. Uh, the final type of adaptation is rebels. Now, these are people who, like retreaters, reject normative goals, but they seek to replace them. So think here about Marxist revolutionaries, um, anarchist groups. These are all, you know, seeking to overturn the existing order of things and bring in brand new set of social norms and goals. So that in essence is strain theory. Remember strain theory is a specific kind of um, enemy. Now we've also got Master and Sykes's uh, drift and neutralization theory and here um, Gresham uh, Sykes and David Master believe that young people mainly respected the law. However, when they experienced stress, could be an argument with their parents, falling out with friends, you know, splitting up from their girlfriend, that they would drift into crime. So they would drift in and out of crime um, because any weakening of social bonds or adherence to social norms it was really just a temporary weakening and because of this and because of their general respect for the law young people would feel guilty about having committed a criminal offense so they would seek to neutralize their guilty feelings in one of five ways so they could deny responsibility it wasn't me 
they could deny the injury caused. Well, David already had two broken legs when I reversed into him with a steam traction engine. They could deny the victim. You are a liar. You're lying, lying, lying. They could condemn the condemner. No one likes you. You're a hateful, horrible person. No one's ever going to believe you. Or the final uh, neutralization technique is appealing to higher loyalties. Oh, we've been in this class together for years. You're not going to rat me out. So that is drift and neutralization theory. We also have to deal with um, Miller's uh, group status of vocal concerns theory. Now, Miller believed that young people have a separate subculture, and in particular, young working class men have a separate subculture that wasn't based around issues of finance or um, material goods, but it was more about sort of things like street cred. It was about appearing rough, tough, having the respect of others around you, being independent. Now, this meant that um, in order to gain a, a, higher, a higher status and to gain respect of others, that frequently these young men would turn to high-risk behaviours uh, and crime and deviancy being just a byproduct of that. So, folks, that essentially is uh, social class and offending. So just remember the offending profile that we talked about um, and things such as the difference between social deprivation and social exclusion, and that we covered marginalization. So we know marginalization. Um, it's exactly the same as left Left realism as found in um, race and offending. Remember, when you're talking about or writing about marginalization, include military policing, stop and search, and how it's fueled by canteen culture and institutional racism. We also need to discuss drift and neutralization theory, uh, group status and focal concerns theory, strain theory, and rational choice theory. All these, folks fall within the remit of social class and offending. Right, hopefully you found this useful, helpful. Any questions, queries, etc., please let me know.